Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. One of our favorite guests on the line right now. She's an author. She's a senior Fox News correspondent, a medical director, and she, speaking of author, her new book is called How to Make America Healthy Again. Dr. Nicole Sapphire, good morning to you, doctor. Good morning. Happy Monday, all. <laughs> TGIM, Doc, huh? <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, Monday definitely feels like Friday these days, except I'm driving into the hospital as we speak. Wow. Uh, you're a busy lady, I got to tell you. We admire you a lot here on the Bernie and Sid Show. And uh, listen, Doc, uh, the president spoke last night. I'll start off with this. He says we're about six months away from a vaccine. Is that even possible? Sure, it's absolutely possible. I mean, look at this. We've been, I mean, there are many vaccines undergoing clinical trials right now, all in record time. A lot of that has to do with the fact that the president has um, cut a lot of the red tape that we've so been used to for decades that has slowed things down. But you know, we already have multiple trials in human, um, already in human subjects, which is wonderful. So, yes, is it possible that we're going to have a vaccine that's proven safe and that it works by the end of the year? Sure. Now, you know, from there, I mean, there's many hurdles you have to get over when it comes to vaccine. One, you have to identify the virus, which we already did. Two, you have to work on the the vaccine, which they already did. They've already passed the animal trials in human trials. Now they have to not only prove that it is safe, but that it actually works. That takes a little bit of time, obviously, and that's what they're doing right now. But then once they've confirmed both those things, we have to have it mass produced. And that's a whole other thing, especially when every country right now is vying for a vaccine. You know, Nicole, uh, on a nice weekend day, you will notice that on my Twitter, then your Twitter, your Twitter, then my Twitter, there's pictures of us out enjoying the sunshine and recommending to folks, go enjoy the sunny day, the vitamin D. And you and I have had these discussions off the air. I, I don't understand why the, my, uh, the governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, is so adamant about people wearing masks outdoors when we know the virus doesn't fare well in the heat, in the sunshine. We also know it's basically impossible to walk up to somebody outside and, and give them the virus. So I know you see my tweets and my Instagrams uh, directly I- I- fighting with Andrew Cuomo. Who's right? Sci- by science, not by opinion, by science. Who's right? All right, hold on. First of all, there's no right or wrong here, but let's just break it down because I like fact-based, fact over fear is the way that I roll. And so the truth is when you actually look at all the confirmed cases and where they were contracted, it is true there is the far, far majority, over 99%, all occurred indoors, specifically in people's homes. And in public transportation. I mean, I guess you can consider that outdoors. Because there are surfaces there that people touch. Right, right, there are surfaces, too. Right, right. Right, but you're more likely to get it by the air, not necessarily the surfaces, but that's another way as well. But the bottom line is, when you're out at the beach, if you are six feet away from everyone, then yes, you really probably don't need to be wearing a mask. However, you have to think about... The general population and not everybody is adhering to social distancing and unfortunately when you're coming and going or if you're at the vendor or whatever you're doing if people aren't wearing a mask yes you are increasing the likelihood that maybe you're transmitting it that way so although I do support some mask wearing I do absolutely agree I don't think it's all or none I think that there are certain situations where you probably don't need to be wearing a mask, especially because I want you to be outside. I want you to get that fresh air in your lungs, and I don't necessarily want you to just continuously be breathing from this moist mask now because you're sweating, 
and the saliva is in there, and that itself is just a nidus for more infection. Yes, indeed. I mean, it just makes common sense. Exactly. You're breathing in that garbage. You're not breathing in oxygen. You're breathing in the stuff you exhale partially, which uh, is damaging. Uh, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, uh, chief Fox News correspondent, medical correspondent. Uh, Doctor, listen, a statistic from Johns Hopkins. Eight, the people 18 to 44 in New York City, the death rate is 0.01%. Hospitalization rate is 0.1%. And so people are asking, uh, what are the consequences of reopening the economy? Shouldn't they be asking, what are the consequences of not reopening the economy? When people like that, millennials, can actually go back to work, we can start to, we can start to get this thing rolling. Well, you're absolutely right. And if you follow my Twitter and IG feeds, then I'm saying similar things in the sense that it is time to get people back to work. I think the long-term consequences of the economic fallout will far outweigh that of the virus itself. But the truth is that there is still a large, vulnerable population in the United States. So what, how can we do that by keeping them safe? And as you mentioned, the younger, healthy generations, which make up predominantly our workforce, they can get back to work as long as they're doing it smartly. But we have to keep in mind that a lot of families have multi-generational homes. So they actually are going home to someone who would be considered vulnerable. So at that point, they have to ask themselves that we need them to get back to the work. But what can they do to protect those most vulnerable, especially when 25 to 50 percent of people will be asymptomatic with this viral infection? So, you know, these young kids, you know, including my children, think that they are invincible. So they may not feel sick at all. They're out back to work, back to school, but then they're coming home and kissing grandma or their mom and dad, and they could actually be giving them a lethal infection. So they have to do it smartly. Yes, get back to work. But you still need to maintain social distancing from those that are most vulnerable until there's a vaccine or until there's a proven treatment. I mean, not mom and dad, but yeah, grandma and grandpa, you can't go see them. You got to stay a couple of feet away, a wave outside the window. I mean, to shut down everybody is ridiculous. I mean, look, I'm not a doctor. You are, Nicole, but herd immunity seems like the, the only way to go. We can't wait for a vaccine. Well, and locking hold up- on, Sid. Oh, okay. Hold on. I got to stop you on herd immunity because our, all of the big projections right now say that about 2 to 3% of the country has been infected and over 60,000 Americans have died, herd immunity requires you get to 50% of people infected. So we can't really get to 50% effective without seeing hundreds of thousands up to the millions of Americans die because this virus, we don't have a treatment for it. So we can't necessarily do, you know, national herd immunity. Um, but I do agree that there is a way to smartly start stratifying risk and predict, predict, or protecting those that are more vulnerable while getting people back to work. We well, then, can't how do you really just go with herd immunity? Okay, that's fair. I'm glad you brought up that. That's a factual point that we had not brought up. But then, how do you determine exactly when it's okay to let people go outside? Because it seems inevitable to me that while you're locked up inside your house, you're not going to catch anything. But eventually, when you go back outside, that thing is still going to be out there. What, aren't you just delaying the inevitable? All right. Well, also, in people staying home, they're having decreased immune systems, too. Some people aren't eating as healthily. They're not exercising as much. The social interactions causing the lack of social interactions are causing depression and anxiety, all of which lowers your immune system, which is not a good thing. So I agree. It is time to start slowly opening up places. We have to do it in a smart manner. We have to make sure that the proper precautions in terms of PPE and distancing in these you know, social settings, restaurants, gyms, that people are actually cleaning. I mean, uh, God bless, all of a sudden, everywhere's going to be a lot cleaner, and I like that. Um, but no, we do need to get people back out there. We need to make sure their immune systems are up. That's what my book is entirely about, 
how we have rendered ourselves vulnerable to anything such as like this virus because we live notoriously unhealthy lives. And because of that, we have allowed the government to come in and invade what we do because we have been so unhealthy. Indeed. And that book from Dr. Nicole Sapphire is called How to Make America Healthy Again. Again, she's a a Fox News, senior Fox News correspondent. And you mentioned these comorbidities, hypertension, diabetes that a lot of people have. And of course, uh, the elderly vulnerable. Now, uh, on that note, they're going to keep the schools closed in New York through the end of the year. And the kids are the least vulnerable. Now, if we're ever going to get to this uh, so-called herd immunity, uh, kids should, uh, in my opinion, or at least I th- I'll ask you the question, shouldn't kids be exposed to the virus as long as they stay away from grandma? Because really, they don't suffer any serious consequences. Well, no, and that's exactly right. And I think the whole concept of schools opening up is a, a, a good question, because as you already mentioned the stats, children are not really affected by this. That's not to say children haven't died from covid but they are, they're faring far better than the elderly and the chronically ill. And so the concept of opening up back schools again, you have to look at the demographics. And unfortunately, in New York City, people live in tight spaces. And a lot of times, it is socially distancing is very difficult. So there's, you know, there's a double-edged sword there because, one, there are so many children in the New York City area that depend on school for their child care and also their meals. So we need to make sure those children are taken care of. But we also have to make sure if those kids are going back to school, they're not going back to a home that has someone who's very vulnerable to this illness. Now, that doesn't equate New York City, although we love to think it's the center of the universe. It's most places in the United States. is nothing like that, yeah. especially throughout the country. And sure. so there's a, a lot of schools should be opening up again as long as that there's not a high risk person in the household. Yeah. You know, schools need to be smarter in the sense that they really shouldn't be kids going in and out of different classrooms, you know, maybe you break it down like you have this pod A and those kids and those teachers are always together and there's not as much intermixing until at least we have a vaccine or a treatment. On the way out, Nicole, again, the great uh, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. The book is Make America Healthy Again, How Bad Behavior and Big Government Caused a Trillion Dollar Crisis. I've got a bunch of buddies who bought it. They've read it. They love it. They put it up on their Instagram stories. It's everywhere. And I believe it's now out in hardcover. Is that right? That's right. So we have a limited amount of hardcovers left. But let me tell you, you know, this book was written far before coronavirus entered our borders. But this book is so relevant to how we can make some changes so that the government doesn't actually intrude in our life again. Well, there you have it. Dr. Nicole Sapphire, Make America Healthy Again is the book. Check it out, folks. Go to Amazon.com. You heard it. She's brilliant. Uh, She's got the right ideas, practical. Dr. Nicole Sapphire, again, catch her on Fox News all the time. Hey, listen, Doc, we appreciate it very much here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Thank you. You know I love being on. Thanks, guys.